Maureen, hi. Hi, Jason. <laughs> Have you ever recorded yourself, like, through, like, voice or singing or, like... Yeah, I did. When I was in high school, I was in a lot of, like, choirs and singing and stuff. And I remember being super mortified in one of the choirs I was in, the, the um, choral leader, I guess, would always be like, if you can't hear the people next to you, then you're singing too loud. And I was always kind of like, well, I can hear them, so I must be okay. But she was really <laughs> shy about like singling people out. So she would never just be like, you're a little loud, tone it down. And so we had this performance recorded, and my voice was evidently louder than everybody else's. And I was so upset about it, and I just felt like, if that well, was the sh- case, why wouldn't she just tell me? Told me? Right? <laughs> so, anyways, uh, yes, I have been recorded before. Okay. Cool. <laughs> I love it. Thank you. <laughs> um, okay. Earlier this evening, you were telling me about um, Morocco and how you watched this Anthony Bourdain yeah. uh, thing, and you were talking about how one of the regions you were researching was this place that had this um, was renowned for what? What do you say? It's sex, drugs, and rock and roll, or something? Yeah, in the north, there's a city that's like well known for its expat community of people who um, are escaping some sort of crime they did in their home country and they disappear to northern Morocco and um, live kind of secretive but you know right good lives yeah yeah Um, and then as a part of that like so he interviewed them about basically truing out the were they really living the lives that they thought they were would be right Somehow I'm going to weave in my question, but I, I find a topic that we end up talking about a lot is sort of like, what are the lives that we want to be living and mm-hmm. whether or not our Vancouver reality matches up to that. Right. And it seems in recent... Maureen, it seems like your opinion on Vancouver has, is turning. <laughs> oh, perhaps. I, I, I flip-flop a lot because in many ways I enjoy the work I'm doing. I enjoy the household I live in. I like the neighborhood. But I just think looking into the future, like, it's a little unaffordable. There are other places that are closer to my family that I could purchase a house in. You know, all those good things. So, yeah. plus, pluses and minuses. So one day it's this, one day it's that. The grass is always greener. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Our last hangout was a particularly bad instance of, oh, <laughs> like, four hours in traffic, and it was raining. Oh, yeah, and then there was like an accident on the highway, and then we had to like go down the back roads. Yeah, a trip that was supposed to be like 40 minutes, so it was like three hours. Yeah, you were pretty grumpy. Yeah, I'm sorry. No, it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody wants to crawl in traffic when you know it could be yeah, so much Yeah, it was pretty bad. Mm-hmm. Um, so what does your... What does your northern Moroccan city look like? Like, what does your... Well, oh, my escapism yeah. community? Um, I guess in some ways it would be nice to live somewhere that's got more of a sense of community because I feel like a lot of people are new to Vancouver and don't necessarily meet their neighbors and they don't, I don't know, have, they don't run into people they know very often and there's enough people that you don't stop on the bus and 
make conversation because there's your if you want to do that with everybody you run into you're never going to get anywhere <laughs> yeah um yeah i think it would be it would be nice to be a little more connected to uh, like where your food comes from. Like if you could go to a local farm, which is hard to do in the city, you have mm. to like leave the city um, to like get your food or I don't know. It's all very idealistic, I know. <laughs> <laughs> but I just think that like I appreciate the chance encounters that I have so much and it would be nice if they happened more frequently. Um, and that's kind of what smaller places have to offer. Right. Is that like sense of community where... You know, your piano teacher also has a kid who's at your kid's preschool or, you know, yeah, and there's like yeah. all these kind of like circular loops where you see people mm-hmm. um, more often and can kind of build a sense of community. And I, I don't find that that always exists here. Fair enough. When you go back to Vernon, do you find, do you get your chance encounters? Yeah. Uh, so it's funny going back to to my hometown because... I feel like there are people who remember me that I no longer remember. Okay, So sometimes going back to your hometown is a little awkward because it's kind of like I have to jog my memory of like, whose parent are you? Or should I be asking about somebody that I went to high school with and I can't quite remember what their mom looked like? Um, But I do get my parents have lived there for 20, no, longer than that, 30 years, 30 plus years, so older than I am. And so they have like a long-standing friend group and it seems like nobody's come or gone. They're all just there and have been there my entire life and have known me since I was a kid. And so it's always this really welcoming, I don't know, I get lots of hugs and people are wondering what I've been up to and they have stories that my mom told them. And um, yeah, it's nice. It's nice to to have known people a really long time. And Mm -hmm. I feel like having grown up there and pretty much never moved during my childhood in the times that I can remember you get kind of a sense of the people that are really frequent in your life and kind of expect them to always be there and so it's nice to go back to that sort of setting where Mm. you don't have to explain yourself for totally but at the same time people have this view of you that was me when I was 18 and left (laughs) 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 now it's been a while yeah and uh I've changed a little bit, probably not as much as I think, but <laughs> okay. I'm a I'm a grown adult. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so I was gonna say mm. sometimes. So for me, going back to Chilliwack is almost little, in the random encounters in Chilliwack are like cringy. They're like, ooh, mm. I don't, I don't like this. Yeah. <laughs> it's always a little embarrassing. Um, and thinking about it. In Vancouver, there are some instances when I don't, like, I almost, ooh, do I like random encounters? I think some instances where there's, like, pseudo-acquaintances, that it's like, ugh, I do know you. Mm. But, like, it, like it, in the context that I know you, we're not even that friendly, mm-hmm. but it's, like, because it's a chance encounter. It's like, oh, hey. <laughs> um, and then it's like, ah, oh, I don't like this. <laughs> um, so if anything, uh, I don't know if I like chance encounters, thinking about it more. Yeah. Depends on the person you're chance encountering with. Yeah. Because I feel like there are people that you see, for example, at work, and it would be great to like run into them and just have 15 minutes on transit that's uninterrupted time where you can just chat about life and not be like focused on a project or whatever it is yeah 
some of those would be like very welcome in my life, but you're right. There are acquaintances that you've tried to connect with previously. It hasn't worked out. And then you run into them and then you struggle through this 15 minutes of yeah. trying to make conversation, even though you know a potential friendship probably isn't there. Right. And it's like, oh, I've already committed to sitting next to you on the bus. <laughs> Am I going to start like... There's this podcast that I wanted to listen to. Do I put in my headphones? No, I'm just gonna. That's something I struggle with on the sea bus because sometimes I have an agenda. It's like I'm reading a book, or I know there was like a personal email I wanted to send, yeah. or there was a text message I didn't respond to, and so I'm like sitting down on the sea bus. I've got 15 minutes, and I'm gonna like tackle this to do item, and then uh. I run into somebody, and I'm like, duh, oof, ah. Like, awkward juggle of, like, I'm holding my book in hand and, like, yeah. flip open the page, but then we're, like, mid-conversation. <laughs> so, I think something that's not celebrated enough, maybe, mm. is, like, the anonymity sometimes of transit. Mm. Like, it's sometimes nice to just get that, like, buffer space of, like, I'm just here to chill out. Like, yeah, it's kind of long, but, like... Yeah. So I some chance encounters sometimes nice. It's a mixed bag though. Like sometimes they're awkward. Sometimes the anonymity and the just like quiet alone time is nice too. That's so. true. And I feel like I feel like people in the city are a more likely to take transit, but be more likely to be prepared with something else to do because it's like mm-hmm. a very ingrained part of your life that takes a chunk of your day. Yeah. So if you can like tackle something while you're at it or enjoy a podcast or whatever it is people come prepared to do those things. Right. <laughs> and whereas yeah. in like a smaller place or for like for people who are visiting, they're just like, ooh, sitting on transit, looking around. Everybody's so connected to their phones. Yeah. Like, why is nobody looking up? It's like, oh. They do it every day. <laughs> they do like, it every day. Yeah. The, the shine wears off. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I, I can see what you're saying. I don't think I can ever live in a small place. How small is small? I think the cutoff for me is, like, transitable. Mm. Like, if it's unrealistic to transit, I don't think I want to live in a place like that. You know? Mm. Like, I don't want to live in a place where a car is absolutely necessary. That's fair. What about climate? If there was a place that was colder and had real winters? Um, But, I mean, like, in Toronto or Montreal, like, I feel like they have a tunnel system. They have, like... Okay, so it's not weather-based. It's more transit-based. Yeah. <laughs> but I think, well, I think, okay, so it's not the transit part that I would miss or not miss. I think it's like the the things that come with a city being big enough to have transit. Oh, I see. You know, like I think a city that's big enough to have transit also has like alternative art scene or uh, a variety of festivals. Uh, this is my this is my hypothesis. I don't I haven't true to note as I've only ever lived in Vancouver. But um And Chilliwack. In Chilliwack. Yeah. Which doesn't fit in your category. No. <laughs> um but I think like like the things that I like about Vancouver are the like a variety of things to be able to do. You know, all the alternative scenes that you could yeah. be into. Like, you're taking this weird, like, sketch comedy class, but also your contemporary dance, but also there's, like, a, a, an event where you're trading buttons with people. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Uh, you know what you mean. <laughs> <laughs> These are all things Jason and I have attended. <laughs> um... um. Yes, it is true. The all the 
the weird and wonderful kind of niche scenes are pretty cool in a city. Granted, this is like the opinion of a 25-year-old, so we'll see where it yeah. yeah, maybe like once you've traded buttons every year for another 10 years, you'll be right. happy with your button collection. <laughs> or maybe not. I mean, there's obviously plenty of people who lived here and intend on living here for their entire lives, and it's just their preferred location and not necessarily something you always get tired of. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I remember having this conversation with you in the past, and something mm-hmm. that you pointed to was like, like the community that you want to be a part of isn't necessarily linked to, like, the activities, right? Like, you would be perfectly happy drinking wine with your friends on the back porch, right? Yeah, that's a great activity. (laughs) (laughs) Good call. Yeah. (laughs) Um, And, you know, like, as a part of that, like, in a small town, you'll own a back porch. Yes, you will. You have extra money for wine, you know? There better be wine. I'm going to build it. (laughs) Um, so I think that was probably why you're like, you know, Vancouver, take it or leave it after I've seen Coldplay and concert. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I have seen and done some really cool things here and, and intend on doing it for at least a few more years, maybe. Hard to say. Who knows? Who knows where <laughs> life will take you? I'll never leave. Uh, <laughs> but I just feel like. And maybe it's just that I adjust pretty well to doing different activities. But while I'm in Vancouver, I go to concerts and I see shows and mm. I trade buttons at random button-making art festivals. <sighs> and uh, this weekend, I'm going to go to the East Van Culture Crawl and it's oh, going to yeah. be super awesome. But in the times that I've been away for like school or co-op, I did more rock climbing and more yoga and um, more board games. Mm. And those are all things you can do in a fairly small place, and I generally enjoy just as much. And it's kind of amazing how some of the free ones, like going for a hike, totally, you can do that and have like just as much fun as a concert, or at least I can. Yeah. And that's kind of what what gets me is mm. when I when I'm going to these fancy events and there are these big city things, and I'm like, yeah, that was okay. I didn't need to spend fifty dollars for it though. Yeah. Yeah, I get that. My friends were just telling me that I spent almost $200 on Beyonce. Oh. And I just did not remember spending that much. (laughs) (laughs) Just out of your credit card. (laughs) I was shocked and amazed. And Beyonce was really small on that stage. Oh. Yeah. (laughs) Great. Um, Yeah, yeah, okay. Mm -hmm. I definitely agree with that. Like, I think think I'm a pretty cheap person. (laughs) Frugal. Frugal. Like... Yeah, and like the things that I like doing, like I just like cooking for my friends. Oh, and I like playing. (laughs) (laughs) Like cooking for my friends, having a board game night. Yeah, that that sounds great. Mm -hmm. So, do I need to be in a big city to do that? (sighs) Hard to say. Yeah, it is hard to say. Maybe your ratio of how many days of board games and music you can have at your house is lower than mine. Maybe you need those exciting events in between. Mm. I don't know. Yeah. You seem to thoroughly enjoy it here. I Don't mess with a good thing. I don't mess with a good thing. Okay, <laughs> thanks. That's good advice. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, what's that question that people ask? Like, what is home? Do you know? <laughs> Do we have an answer for home that? Home is where the heart is. Yeah. Um, like, what, what makes a place your home? Yeah. 
I would say the people that you live with make your home in mm. a large sense. And I'm pretty lucky when it comes to that. My roommates are really awesome. But I'd say it's kind of like a, a mental state for like whoever is the person. Right. <laughs> like you kind of, you get so used to a place that when you're away, you're like, oh, I'd like to be home. And you think of mm. that place. And if it's the place that you currently live in, then at some point it's become home. Or if it's the place where you used to live or that your parents are living in or where you came from, then mm. perhaps you haven't quite decided yet. Yeah. But there's like a certain amount of like familiarity and like feeling cozy and knowing that you're going to be comfortable and have things the way that you set them up. Right. That's kind of a sense of home, I guess. Yeah. And kind of like driving into the neighborhood and being like, oh yeah, here we are. <laughs> Getting close. Getting close. Yeah. What do you think home is? Hmm. Yeah, like, definitely the things that you said. Being around people who you don't have to explain yourself to, I think that's something that, mm -hmm. like, because you've had all that history that you can just be with. And I like how you said that that's also, like, a mental state because that's almost a theme that this podcast has been exploring so far is that I think sometimes I've been waiting for other people to, like, give me that permission to be like, okay, Jason, like, you can just be now. Mm. But, like, no, that, like, permission can start from the inside, right? Like, mm -hmm. just, I'm allowed to just be around you. And, like, I gave myself that permission. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I think something that I, I've struggled with is just, like, waiting for to hear that from other people. Mm. When I think about home... It's like I've been, and if I've been, like, looking for it, like, I've needed to, I've been, like, looking in the wrong places, <laughs> or I've been trying to um, will it into existence when it's just, like, I all I needed to do was, like, let go of some things and be, like, okay, I'm allowed to just be here, mm, and, like, mm -hmm. this is home, like, stop worrying about it. Right. Yeah. Worrier by nature. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that sounds a little bit like a associating home with like self acceptance mm -hmm. in some ways, less of a, a physical place and more of a state of mind. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I wanted to ask more about the home that you're a part of and the community. In what ways is Maureen, like, contributing to her community? Like, it could just be simple, like... Yeah, I mean, I like to have concrete ways that I know I'm contributing to my community. That's mm. something that I value. <laughs> so I make, like, actual strides to know I've contributed. And some of them are small, some of them are... Um, like, for example, when we moved in and we met our neighbors, like, trying to remember their names mm. and when we see them in the street, like, oh, hey, Nina, like, that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, and, and so I feel like that's nice because having lived there a couple of years now, I feel like I have a couple of really friendly people in the neighborhood who, like, I go to if I need all sorts of random things. Help jump-starting my car. Right. <laughs> a rake, because we happen to not own one of those. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's nice to have that. Um... Uh, and then in terms of like our actual household, I feel like we've gathered fairly like-minded people there mm -hmm. and we're all interested in having, uh, 
like a nice home that we go to that's our like happy place um and sometimes that's like making meals for each other although we're bad at coordinating that just like little things <laughs> I'm, try- I'm trying to think of little things but but you know like I uh I've been taking this course and it's been keeping me really busy and one day I'd just done homework all day and was not progressing that much and my roommates were like well we've made supper if you'd like some <laughs> I was like yeah I want yeah. some supper <laughs> Um, it's a group of people that if I go home and they're all there, we'll all just hang out. And that's like, it's a lovely, easygoing way to pass your evenings. And, and, and as we were talking about, um, home and self-acceptance and, um, kind of like finding that place that you, uh, can accept yourself in. I feel like having roommates as like a buffer for me is a really nice thing. Sometimes they're like a good mirror where I'm critical on myself and they're like mm. ah no you're normal everybody oh. stresses about these things yeah. or whatever it might be and i'm like oh okay right cool we're all crazy <laughs> <laughs> so i like that about having roommates because yeah. i feel like it's easy and like you live on your own mm. it must be easy in an evening where you don't have a lot going on to just kind of dwell on something silly that's why i pack everything all my evenings so much fill up your evenings and yeah, sometimes I don't because maybe my roommates will be home. <laughs> yeah. 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 So. Yeah. So easy to dwell. Yeah. Yeah. Like you said, we're all crazy. It's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a good way to be. <laughs> that's nice. <laughs> um, wh- like, what do you think about the community or the home that mm. maybe your parents have built? Mm. I mean, I think a nice thing about the community that they've built is it's been fairly long-standing. And, I mean, at the time of my childhood, people who all had kind of kids the same age, and so Mm -hmm. there was that kind of um, community built around them getting together and then us kids getting together. And I really appreciate that about their community. Mm. Yeah, that a lot of their friends that they've had forever will be their friends forever. Yeah. Yeah. And I... Similar to what I was saying about my childhood all being in one spot. It's like their lives for a long time have all been in one spot. And so, Mm -hmm. yeah, you get kind of connected to the same people for a long period of time. And I do know so many people who moved all the time during their childhood, like a year here, two years there, or even shorter. People people live some really mobile lives. I think that would be really hard as a kid. And so I always appreciated that we didn't move. So as a part of that, you've had friends... You've known since you're yeah two three four five yeah you know my friend Sinead. yeah we were yeah. like well our parents knew each other before we were born so right yeah forever and ever <laughs> forever and always yeah actually like you go through our children photo albums and find pictures of us together from way back when mm, right and so you get the sense that like I don't know that sort of stability was intentional on your parents like do you think they like made this decision that they're mm, this is what our three daughters yeah I mean I think when they were looking for a place to live after after they'd kind of met in the lower mainland um they were just kind of like looking at options that were out there and went to Vernon and were like it's great it's beautiful it's like kind of small but also kind of bigger so it's got a few things going on and there's a ski hill nearby and there's some restaurants and there happened to be a job for my dad and 
um, the stars just kind of aligned. And I think because they, like, had intentionally made that move and, like, had gone a couple places and seen a couple other communities and were like, nope, this is where we're going. Locked in. That they just, yeah, they just never left. I don't think they really intend to. (laughs) I think they're there forever. Um... Yeah, and I guess like it's always possible that they wouldn't have liked it or they wouldn't have met the same people and maybe they would have moved on by now. But right. It seems they made a good choice. Yeah, yeah. I'd say. Yeah. I mean, your parents have lived in Chilliwack a long That's time. That's true. Probably close to like 30 years. Mm-hmm. Kind of the same amount of time that my parents have lived in Burnham. Yeah. I feel like it would be hard to leave once you've really like made those long-lasting connections mm-hmm. too. Once mm-hmm. you've found that group that you don't have to explain yourself to. Right. I don't know if my parents ever really found a group in Chilliwack. No. No. They were always... They're kind of people who they only ever hang out with each other. That's impressive. (laughs) Very impressive. That's a lot of hanging out time. They also work together. Oh my goodness. Well, like, not on the same team, like, within the same, like, complex. But, but they, they, like, see drive. each other at lunch yeah. and travel to work together. Wow. That's doubly impressive. <laughs> but, like, there are just not, like, frankly, not that many Chinese people in Chilliwack. Mm. You think if there was a larger Chinese population there that they would have gathered a larger friend group? Yes. Hmm. Like, of the friends that they do have in Chilliwack, they're all also other Chinese people. Oh, okay. But still, like, there's not that many options, and I don't know how much they like them. (laughs) Would they have ever considered moving somewhere where there are more Chinese people? I think for my parents, they, like, prioritized their job Mm -hmm. and, like, basically me and my sister Mm -hmm. over them finding friends. (laughs) Well, I think, yeah, like, both my parents found this this like agriculture work mm-hmm. it's like a government job they mm-hmm. get pensions mm-hmm. there's really good benefits it's permanent they're very stable so they're like okay this is it we're gonna do it um yeah it's been getting so since i moved away mm-hmm. that's when they started playing badminton and now my dad literally plays badminton like six days a week wow he has since found a community but that's, like, within the last five, six years. hmm Yeah, other than that, like, growing up, all of their, like, real friends lived in Vancouver. So we would see them two, three times a year. Right. Like, they would have this Christmas party, and there's, like, the six Chinese families, and they all congregated, and, like, all the kids, you know, sat at the kids' table and, like, played board games. So I do have, like, memories of that, but, yeah, that... Happened once a year, twice a year, right, sort of. Right. And, like, for the rest of the year, all I really remembered from my parents is just, like, they worked. They took us to, like, the park on the weekends. Mm. Um, yeah, there was, I guess there wasn't a lot of time for... Traveling to Vancouver. Yeah. Yeah, it's a long even trip. for them to just have friends. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. The art All right. of making friends. The art of making friends, Maureen. Ever complicated. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> okay. Cool. How do cool. we feel about this as a podcast? Podcast. There it is. There Success. it is. Success. <laughs>